0: Welcome to the Outer Realm with Michelle De Roche and Amelia Cassano. Airing live on the United Public Radio Network 105.3 FM in New Orleans.
1: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Wednesday night segment of The Outer Realm. We're broadcasting live on the United Public Radio Network, UFO, Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 107.7 FM from New Orleans. We're fully sponsored by the amazing folks over at Forges Coffee who have been on this journey with us for about four years now. So thank you very much Folgers, we love you and we appreciate you so very much. We also would like to thank Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, aka Justin Snicker, for his contribution of his time, his music, and his voice for the intro that you just heard. He's an award-winning composer of Halloween, horror, sci-fi, and dark wave electronic music, which can be found on all of your favorite streaming platforms. Also, a big thank you to Steve McGuinness, the artist behind the banners and logos here at the show. Check him out on Facebook and Instagram. Also specializes in the horror genre and does incredible commission pieces of all types. So 400 episodes, Bubbles. 400 episodes.
0: Well, you tonight. I haven't been here for all 400, but bravo to you. <laughs> <However>. <laughs> I'll let you know when I get there. But- <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: 400, wow. 100 I know. Thank you. Thank Who'd you. Who'd have sunk
0: it when we joined this network under the craziest time in all of our lifetimes? Yes. Internationally, without saying the C word.
1: I Who know. Who'd have sunk
0: we'd still be here?
1: Yep. True. So True. thank you True. to all of you. Yeah. It's 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 amazing and still going strong and we're grateful to everyone who listens and grateful to everyone who comes in and participates and tonight is no exception we welcome for the very first time Christopher Jordan who's going to be discussing the benefits of using frequencies for meditation brainwave entrainment and consciousness expansion and all kinds of like phenomenal stuff. So can't wait for that. Cause I'm always a bit of a harpy when it comes to frequencies and vibrations and everything's made up of frequency and vibration. How many times do you hear me say it? But even
0: even scientifically, I know everything is energy.
1: I know. And people just sometimes will occasionally look at me like I have two heads yet, you know, for, for decades, you know, years I've been working with people and, and really recommending this sort of stuff for self healing, and it's a real good feel good thing, you know.
0: Does ultrasound work on frequency?
1: <laughs> I Does don't know. I don't know. It's like you know, being at a concert, sticking your head in the speaker. <laughs> Just, I don't know. You know, it, it comes in many different forms, but I can tell you, I love vinyl beats. I love listening to it, oh, and I cannot wait to see. Uh, what Christopher's going to have to say about all this. So, without further ado, oh, he's here. Bam. Here Hello, Mr. Warner. How you
2: doing? We're good. Good. How, How are, are you? you? Doing great. Thanks so much for having me on tonight, everybody.
0: It's, oh my god, pleasure! It's pleasure. always amazing having a podcast host on because you know there are not going to be any tech issues. Well, no. well,
2: well, yeah, yeah one one would hope. I was I was actively well, going you know through and I doing mean. crazy like, updates on my studio computer until about two hours ago.
1: Oh, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> my buddy
2: left. I was like, no, seriously, like this program needs to work. Whatever happens after that show tonight, I really don't care. Uh, like <laughs> I
0: can stay up all night,
2: do updates, whatever. Um, oh, yeah, gosh. it was hilarious because yeah, like you maybe said, I
0: uh, should update mine.
2: We've normally got our we've normally got our game in check.
0: You know? <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, you got happen. that nice,
1: cool radio announcer voice too, which is wrong. yeah, oh, thank that you.
0: works. That <laughs> works. But you know, things happen, and sometimes there's tech issues. Right. But you know, I'm just saying the chances are. A lot better
2: than, than
1: average,
0: but you yeah. know you're
1: you're hanging out with us tonight on our 400th episode. Oh wow! So, yeah, what really good,
2: congratulations! Thank that is you. an incredible milestone for you guys.
1: Thank you. Yeah, we've we've got great listenership and uh a lot of phenomenal guests such as yourself yeah. who come out and give of your time and you know share your your research, your experience, your music in this case, which is really fantastic. So. I, like, I always like to start off with um, humble beginnings in respects to what brought you to where you are today with all of this. I was just sort of touching a little bit on how
0: mm. I'm a
1: bit of a harpy when it comes to this stuff, but I didn't just, you know, fall into it. It just I found yeah, it yeah. along the way.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I would, I would kind of say I'm, I'm the same way, even here recently at a, at a conference that I was attending, there was somebody with um, RF blockers, things like that. And uh, like, I am a corporate AV technician by trade. I, I regularly do things like RF coordination (laughs) where I come into a hotel property and it's like, Oh, what frequencies is house security using? I want (laughs) to make sure my microphones aren't on the same frequency, you know, (laughs) that we aren't picking up radio transmissions from a local radio station, Mm -hmm. things like that. So, right. And it, it was one of those it, it kind of hurt me inside that the person they're selling this $400 device literally could not tell me the the range of specification that the device was using. Wow. It's like, well if you can't tell me the range that it's using like that mean that means you actively can't tell me what you're showing me on screen. And, and that kind of disturbs me if you're trying to sell a product for $400
1: that you can't actively
2: explain the technology behind it. And yeah, you know, um, just my, my world as a technician, um,
0: I think that's tends to
2: bugger me sometimes.
0: That's that seems to be the even flow, even with sales reps in cars. Just saying. Oh, no, no. I
2: mean, that that's a sales rep, you know, um, that I mean, I I work conferences for years. I worked them in the medical (laughs) industry and it was one of those like, you know, all you pretty ladies over here selling heart catheters. I don't see you in the heart catheter training session (laughs) over in 22B. You know, right. <laughs> um, so I really wonder what your skills are with the heart catheter that you're selling. Wow. Uh, yeah. No, they were just salespeople. Right. You know, yeah, right. Um, so did you say thing, get out of my way?
1: And, let the professional explain to you. <laughs>
2: Come is, here. I've been sitting in the back of that session. I can tell you what that heart catheter does.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, let honestly, me sell it for you.
2: It is it, it, like this stuff came to me uh, much like you were saying in the intro there, uh, Michelle, it came to me through passion. I, I am uh, a musician at heart. I'm an engineer at heart. I spent years in the world of live engineering, things like that. And for me, um, I guess it always rang back to that Aristotle point of view of, you know, be careful the music that you listen Mm -hmm. to because it may just influence you in strange ways. Uh, and, and that is true because like you were saying, uh, before I joined Amelia, everything is frequency. Um, yeah. we, we are seeing that more and more now, especially once you start looking at, uh, things like quantum entanglement, mm. um, which just won the Nobel prize that, wow. uh, I, I keep shooting flares up about, like for some reason, people don't <laughs> find that sexy science. And it's like, you know, I, like that pretty much lays the foundation of everything that they said about remote viewing right. um all, all of these things right. uh the fact that frequency is a part of all of it um even even when you get into uh those that have had extreme paranormal experience you know those that have had uh UFO close encounter <clears throat> abduction um being in the presence of craft yes. or technologies like though though if If a craft can ignore the rules of gravity, if it Mm -hmm. can warp in and out of space time Mm -hmm. uh, or travel faster than the speed of light, we are talking an extreme radiative field of RF radiation. That Much like getting an analog watch around any magnet, that watch ain't going to tell time right anymore. It's going to be partially magnetized. Um, we are going to be partially shifted to the same frequency <laughs> as that technology if we're around it long enough.
1: Well, we're, we're energy, right? Yeah, so yeah, energy absolutely. Energy.
2: Yeah, right. like right now, the three of us are, despite distance, all sharing an electron shell by um, all ninth grade science. Yes, like the, the, these solid objects are are mere illusion, quite literally. Right. So. Right. Um, once you, once you really start cracking that nut and getting that open, it's, it's an amazing world, Michelle, that, um, yeah, you can tune your brain. You, you can, um, influence the world around you with Mm -hmm. your own frequency. It's, it's pretty
1: remarkable. I find it true. It is remarkable. I find when this has only started happening to me in the last while, uh, we were mm. talking about this on, on a different show a while back where when I listen to music now, because I do love to listen to, to binal beats and I, I, I like the frequencies for different things. Sure. Um, But I find now I can pluck them out of songs. Sometimes it's all I'm picking up. If I'm in a different mm. room, because I love to leave songs or music on for, for the dogs, you know, I like it nice and calming and, I can find if I'm in a different room. All I'm hearing is the frequency in that song.
2: Yeah, Mm. yeah, specifically the low end things like that, because that that's what that's what travels, right? Um, And and would explain it then. (laughs) And (laughs) and that's quite literally where the where the physics of sound comes in. Um, Most people don't realize uh, um, if if you if you want a really good seat at the next concert. If you happen to look at the floor and you see a little square in the back, that's right. the sound guy. Shoot for a seat near oh, him. Oh,
1: exactly. The, <laughs> the, the, sit with the sound, the sound guy.
2: system is tuned to where yes. his seat is. That's right. So if you're in front of that, you're not going right. to necessarily... You'll hear the sub wave, but right. you won't feel the kick and the right. percussiveness it's of true. the sub. Um, because that's that... That doesn't develop until 30 feet after the source, which is why you can clearly hear the subwoofer of somebody driving down the road, Um, but they have to turn it up to to feel the base because that subwoofer wave isn't even occurring until 30 feet past their vehicle.
0: That's how I let my mom know I was almost home. Yeah, right. Okay. Sure <laughs> say I could hear you before I could see you. Yeah, I knew absolutely. you were at the light. So I'm like, what?
2: absolutely. And and that's just <laughs> it. Those those things, and like you said, Michelle, whenever you step away, it's like you can you can feel that frequency differently. It's because yeah. you're only in the range at that point of the subharmonic frequency. And I've I've actually got one um playing right now. Oh, good. Let me oh,
0: cool. I do play with this stupid let
2: thing. me it's see, Like show uh, and tell. We love this. Yes.
0: How, <laughs> I just hate let this. Let me see how loud
2: thing. I can get it because this is a very low tone. This is one that most people are familiar with. Okay. Um, there we go. Oh. That's about as loud as I can get it before the point of distortion. But that is 7.8 hertz. Wow. That is the Schumann resonance. <clears throat> So basically what you are hearing is eight clicks per second. Now, the easiest way you can explain this to people, and once again, the only way I can do this right now is because I've got the signal amplified, amplified. If I go slightly higher than that, it will start distorting. Um, right. That is more the range of sound that you would, what you would be hearing would be an octave of that. Human hearing typically starts right up around 20 hertz.
0: Right. Um,
2: that's eight hertz. So it's just okay. below, we would be hearing the first octave of right. eight hertz, which is right up around 16, the the lowest ranges of human hearing. Right. Um, but th- those are the frequencies that like you're saying, you when you get a certain distance away, you lose the treble and mid-range, and the bass waves start going up. Right. Um, those are the waves that travel for long distances. That's why you know you hear whale songs,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: they're down in those ranges, <clears throat> things like that, because they can travel through medium. Whereas oh, a still- high-range frequency might be blocked by a medium like water the low ranges are actually amplified and carried through it, Uh, which is why pregnant ladies out there, it is hugely important what you listen to with your child as as they are in that amniotic fluid. Hugely, hugely influential.
1: People, I put the headphones like that. Oh, (laughs) I did.
2: the, the, The amniotic fluid is actually three, four times thicker than water. So it carries sound amazingly well. Um, One of the first albums that I actively decided to put out um, was prayer ad somnum, um, which means sleep child in Latin. And that was an album that I actively made for my son in utero. Wow. uh, For him to listen to while he was still in utero inside of my wife's womb,
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
2: things like that to, to kind of start his journey.
0: That's beautiful. Um, Did you put headset on her? Done, or uh, did you it, just... it
2: was just in the in the general vicinity of okay, the I room i feel really stupid it it, it <laughs> played i i have a regular track of music um that just plays in our bedroom 24/7 it's always mm-hmm. on wow um, and it's it's always you know binaural beat music things like that wow um, and he had the same thing um when it just recently uh, whenever we moved houses and I reset up the system, it took me a week or two to get it set back up. but right um once I got it set now,
1: back up six Wow. so how does he like how did he react like after being born, was it soothing for him to to be listening to this? like he was familiar yeah. with it and and he's yep. still familiar with it. Wow, that yeah no, thing. as soon as
2: he heard the music, he was like,
1: oh, that's the music for my room. I want
2: that back. He's wow. like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, it works but, with pets too. And uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, it absolutely. works when you bring
0: a puppy home. They yeah. they say that you certain sounds that are soothing to them. You you can pick up on it. Mm-hmm. And I know there's even a sound that I do in my dog's ear, who is 15 and mm. blind. And I will do the that noise in his yeah. ear, and when he's frantic, and he calms right down. And it's the same thing with children. I find, yeah.
2: Well, and and once again, if you listen to that tone, I'll bring it back up. Yeah, please. That That is right at the frequency range of a cat's purr that you feel, not hear. Right. so uh right. that is that is right at the same frequency range which you know of course the the cats purrs and things like that have been researched for years mm-hmm. uh 7.8 hertz was one and frequencies of it uh was one that they actively pumped into burn wards and statistically showed people healing faster uh really? things like that so wow um, our brains are amazing pattern machines. They they strive and look for pattern uh, to the point, um, especially once you start looking at the work of Gansfield, things like that, um, mm-hmm. which is really where I first ran across uh, the work of the Monroe Institute and Binaural mm-hmm. Beats, things like that, Was yeah. um, I, I was hugely from the time I was in junior high into subliminal psychology, the idea of subliminal messages, subliminal messages in music, subliminal messages in video and film. Um, when I got to college, it kind of became an abnormal psychology obsession of mine. And and I happened to have a abnormal psych professor who it was one of his side obsessions. And he would give me materials, things like that. And that that's kind of how I stumbled across... The work of Gansfield and the idea that minus stimulation. Um, if you were to put on a pair of soundproof headphones and if you were to put on a pair of uh Gansfeld goggles, which were basically just blue field, mm-hmm. just like a baby blue field, right? Um, eventually your brain will just start creating fractal patterns.
1: God, see, that's crazy to me.
2: It 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 just it,
1: sands
2: crazy to me sands the the stimulation of the outside world it wants stimulation it's striving to look for a pattern so it will god bless create patterns for you right if if you ain't going to give it stimulation and i found that fascinating that um, is that's crazy though started uh the first thing that i found i've i've got it right here um was the voyager xl they used to sell this little thing it's a pair of goggles that you put on and it has a headphone output one one thing is for the goggle brightness the other things for the headphone volume okay um, and you could even put your own music in the back it was pretty wow. cool but okay. all of these little buttons these little numbers it came with a book and you could do things like the 20 minute power nap and it would, it would take you through a ramped series of binaural brainwave beats that took you from active consciousness down to deep theta and delta wave sleep and then back up mm-hmm. and gave you the equivalent of like three and a half hours of a full cycle of REM sleep in mm-hmm. 20 minutes. It's like, wow, wow. Um, things wow. like that, where, where you could literally program your brain and uh, that, that's, that,
1: it's much like lucid dreaming but without just the visuals because I could train my brain I could dream about whatever I wanted to fast yep. forward rewind pick up where I left off That um, that is
2: specifically where my music has gone now is to things uh, um, like my album meditations and cosmic journeys where the the tracks are specifically designed for 528 hertz um, right. things like that that are crown chakra oriented. They are associated with lucid dreaming, things like that. And to the point that our brain is, um, a pattern machine, it's also a muscle. You know, if, Mm -hmm. if you've ever done any hardcore meditation, done any kind of, um, long lasting prayer Mm -hmm. exercise, um, Mm -hmm. even, even praying a rosary a week, what Mm -hmm. have you, you find yourself, um, Before that time of prayer or meditation, already getting into zone, Mm
0: -hmm. you know. Yeah, prayer is Um, meditation if you're focused.
2: Yeah, yeah, precisely. And it's it's really interesting how our brains can do the exact same thing. If you're if you're trying to uh pick up your alpha waves, things like that for creativity or absorbing information faster, um by giving your brains or by giving your brain alpha waves regularly, it basically teaches it to tune into that faster and to create that faster at the point of necessity. It's mm. it's
0: pretty remarkable. Right. I, I, I taught myself to speed read a long time ago because of school. Mm. Um, yeah. Can I ask you a question? I'm, I don't sure. know how on top. This has been driving me crazy for a long time. And mm-hmm. I think you're the only person that could answer this oh you know how sometimes you see on social media they're playing um a song and they're playing sounds that go left right left right left right Mm -hmm. and it's supposed to be soothing i find it painful
2: some people do
0: okay so it's not just me losing my mind it's (laughs) not
2: just you
0: yeah hold um, it behind your ears and listen to it right i'm like that, i there, can't listen there, to this
2: there are a group of people out there um the way it's been described to me by a couple of people and this was after i released my chakra album you know it, uh, that probably more than any album in my whole life has, has taken me longer to assemble and put together and be to a point personally where i'm like all right put it out in the wild um so I sent it to some friends, and there were about two of them that responded in the same way you did, Amelia, where, okay, they, so were like,
3: where they were like
2: where they were like, you know, um, I don't know what it was, but it it was like somebody was giving me a wet willy in my brain.
0: <laughs> wow. It, it, <laughs> it was, for me, it felt like, it, like it was an wrapping around my wobble. brain and pulling it. It was yeah. like a, a device point. I don't remember, Michelle, when you were asking telling me to to um well recommending that i do the hurts, and i start listening mm. to different frequencies and mm. i said to you at one point this really hurts like i couldn't mm. like is yeah. there something wrong with me
2: specifically what's happening especially in the world of binaural beat um you have to remember binaural meaning both ears now what you're doing is once again, taking advantage of your brain's want for a pattern. Um, So let's say, for instance, you want to meditate on 431 hertz. You're going to give your brain two offset frequencies. You aren't going to give it 431 hertz. You're going to give it 433 hertz in one ear, 432 in the other and that offset wobble between the two going, whoa, 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 Eventually your brain goes, oh, well, you must want to be listening to the sum of these two parts. You want 431. Okay. And your brain literally starts creating the frequency 431. Nobody's giving you the frequency 431. They're giving you the two around it. So what your brain doesn't like is hearing the two different frequencies at the same time it woogs it it out it's too much too much data at the same time Um, i love binaural someone like you i would i would recommend if if the binaural um specifically in those frequency ranges doesn't behoove you try pure tone frequency
3: no
0: i love binaural I love my okay. normal beats. I love everything about it. But that one exercise that they tell people who have ADD that yeah. it, it's easier for them to focus and someone singing us, they'll use a song like from Miley mm. Cyrus and then they'll do beats and frequencies. I'm like, I it's painful. But I yeah. don't know if it's because of my gifts as a medium, if it's just hard for me to lock in on something. That's why I thought, is there something wrong with me? Is this something but I no, like Tamara no, says you run um, on a different I, uh, frequency. Well, we all well, do, though.
2: That, that would be I, I would akin that, though, Amelia, to saying that be because you're par- partially psychic or clairvoyant, you're you're malfunctioning. You know, um, everybody's brain is different. Everybody's yeah. brain like these are the, the one of the most interesting things I found amongst all the medical conferences I worked over more than a decade of my career. Uh, what was whenever I would work panels on SRIs, serotonin reuptake inhibitors, you know, things that, you know, uh, people like me use daily for social anxiety, that kind of stuff. Um, and the fact is they have no idea, (laughs) zero idea as to why that dosage will work for me and why it will not work for somebody with the exact same symptomology, the exact same body type. Mm-hmm. It, it may not work. When I was a kid, I, I was one of the kids that was like my beautiful son, a, a distraction to himself and others Right.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. with, with his class. I love that. <laughs>
2: um, I, I was a kid from 75. So, you know, Ritlin yeah. generation, that's right. what they did. It just well it sounds like he needs a few milligrams of Ritalin. Um <laughs> right. Well they put me on the Ritalin and about 2 3 weeks later they were like we need to get Chris off the Ritalin. Um because I was one of them that it had the opposite effect like it slowed My- me down. Yeah. Complete it was it, yeah it was person. like nap time for Chris for 6 hours straight. <sighs> wow. Um so yeah you know, it's hard like to we, watch. We don't yeah. know. We we have some really good generalities. And once again, uh, good folks like the Monroe Institute. Um, uh, people like that have been doing work in this realm for 30 years now. Uh, it is remarkable the number of things that they have found, the number of things that they uh have actively studied in the lab when it comes to binaural beat, the way that things activate the way that the way that you know people people use it to start tuning their brain and getting ready for remote viewing sessions Mm -hmm. things like that like they uh i just went and covered the remote viewing conference this last year again and the monroe institute was one of the co-sponsors right and um amazing information amazing information being able to sit in on those sessions and really absorb that because you know we we are swathed with frequency on the daily ladies, <laughs> whether we choose it or not you could you mm-hmm. could carry all the crystals like you could be wearing a I'm holding a crystal right now. I could be wearing a suit of these things. It doesn't right. mean I'm not still swathed by frequency
3: right
2: and you know the the more we can do to tune ourselves to keep ourselves right to make sure that um we are in the space that we need to be to meet the world uh it's mm-hmm. it's i don't know i guess maybe it's teaching karmic principles at one point in life and stuff i i i kind of consider myself responsible for whatever frequency i drag into a room right you know
1: um, but that's a good thing right i it mean it is it is i mean it's
2: a huge point of responsibility Um, but but at the same token it's one of those that um it keeps you present in mind of things you know Mm -hmm. and and we're we are bombarded daily with negative negative yes negative um especially since the pandemic man yes it, it was it was already uh rapidly swirling toward the center of the bowl um, right. Once that happened, it I, I think that that was Art Bell's true point of quickening right, right. there where like thing, things are at a roiling point with society now um, mm-hmm. and, and to a point where uh, negativity and fear tend to rule the day. And it's really hard to get out of that feedback loop.
1: I agree and it generates its own frequency, its own yeah. vibration for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, tack that in with a few, you know, I, gigahertz of this or that <laughs> coming from you know right. <laughs> you know where I'm going with it. But yeah, yeah. right. Um I I I think that it all plays a part to to generate us to react a certain way i mean as wonderful as frequencies can be it can also be used against us in so many ways
2: oh absolutely i mean one of the things i i guess one of the causes that i really champion on my show is targeted individuals no oh, uh okay to the point that i actively wrote an entire album for targeted individuals let's um, talk about I'm, that I'm, I'm busy right now writing part two which is for the experiencer Um, because yeah, once again, these, these frequencies are all around us and there are a group of people out there in the world who for decades have claimed Havana syndrome type symptoms, uh, where, where they hear piercing frequencies, uh, where they hear targeted voices inside of their head, telling them things. Um, right. there, there were a few of these cases that hit big news, like Aaron Alexis, yeah. uh, the Navy yard shooter many years ago. Um, the, the nice single mother who was shot by the, by the secret service in front of the white house, mm-hmm. um, who heard the mm-hmm. voice of Obama in her head right. regularly. Um, there, there are technologies that, that can do that. Um, mm-hmm. I've got one in my closet, a, a parabolic speaker. It was a kit that I bought for like $150. On I had a weekend.
1: parabolic. It was crazy. Big size well, uh, one. Yeah. Pa-
2: parabolic that? microphone is one thing. Oh, now imagine being able to yes. reverse that process and pinpoint sound to a specific zone.
1: Oh, we'll see, that would be cool.
2: Same, same way they do in... Uh, They did it in some shopping centers. I know that they use it actively in museums, things like that, where you step in front of an exhibit and you hear what the exhibit's about. And as soon as you step outside of the cone of light, it's silent. Um, That is a parabolic speaker where they have specifically dialed in the distance of the intensity of the sound. Right. So um, they can do the same thing. There are mm. lasers that are that are made typically now on my shows when I would be popping up the articles and patents for such things. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, lasers that are made to vibrate your head, um, things like that. Our, our brain is just one big jellified transducer right. sitting, sitting inside of a resonant chamber known as a skull. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
1: That'd be oh. frightening if you had any sort of metal component in your body or pacemaker or anything yeah. like that. Like, oh, that's, absolutely. That's probably that's why, why they're either.
0: adjusted so often, though.
1: Well, and and you know,
2: even to the point of um, acoustic microwave frequencies, uh, the the people who are Havana syndrome sufferers, it's it's now called the immaculate concussion. They show wow. white. They show active white matter damage to their wow. brain. Wow. Um and and that is from nothing more than a concussive blast of high pitch high frequency microwave sound. Directed it, directed sound energy. Um yeah. It
0: it always amazes me when you go to a concert and you see ground level <clears throat> people with babies and headsets on them and I'm like no no no. no it no. always
2: hurt me and oh, granted no. like I I started Don't. a lot of my career with jam bands. So i saw mm-hmm. quite a few babies well now around.
0: they give them a headset but yeah, i yeah, don't you know they, i don't think that's an shooting enough, headset enough. On. and um
2: yeah well what what always hurt me was really you brought the dog like <laughs> that was cold as ice dude that, that thing's got hearing 10 times more sensitive yes. than yours you're gonna bring yeah. him into a basement club no. full of heavy metal
0: tonight like I what, know, what well. is that about <laughs> yeah you shouldn't I even don't... have your stereo on loud when the dog is in your car <laughs> i know but I know. Um... it's
2: you know um i don't know it's one of those i tell my son all the time who's six like you only get one pair <laughs> that's right you only get one pair of them you can you can do a lot of things with lasers and stuff like that to fix your eyes you take care of your ears man you right. you only get one pair of those and that's right that's they are, right they are more than valuable uh, I, because- I feel
0: like by the time he's retirement age, they'll probably have implants that are vastly beyond cochlear implants now. They've,
2: they've got them pretty incredible now. Yeah. Um, you know, whenever I traveled, especially for the medical shows, there was, there was one of the doctors who had cochlear implants and she mm-hmm. actively had a device that she could come and just plug into one of the auxins of our board. And she had control of her own equalizer into her brain all kinds of things from a mobile app right there on her phone. She could tweak the sound herself and get rid of background noise with algorithms. It was like, wow,
0: which is amazing. Oh, that's
2: an implant going directly into your brain.
0: Yeah, um, I think we all could use one of those. Just, uh-huh. to... I'm not have an implant if I no, can. No, not help it because it's <laughs> not like me? that. <laughs> I meant to to clear out the background yeah. no, the background well, noise. Well, to me, anything yeah. within the body can react to to
1: these frequencies. Like you know, yeah. we're talking about targeted individuals. Let's talk experiencers. Mm. Yeah, experiencer, no, no. So well, that that fascinates me. So you're writing music for this now. Yes. What made you decide that that you should do this and how well, will it benefit an experiencer? Well, you know, uh, once
2: again, those those who have had experiences whether they're paranormal experiences, whether they're extreme cryptid experiences um or experiences of close encounter, they they ontologically change you in a different way. Um and specifically in in a way that my happens pretty rapidly when it comes to disassociation with people, with society, with feeling lonely, mm-hmm. with feeling that you are the only one who's had this experience, that you are the only one who understands this experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's hard. That's a, right. that's a hard shock to deal with. It, it is so much so that, you know, there are, numerous cases in the books behind me where mm-hmm. people had the same experience and they don't even talk anymore um wow. because they couldn't talk about that experience because yeah. that experience shaped them in different ways you know like mm-hmm. a, a prime example would be um calvin and charlie the the two people that the pascagouli alien abduction uh yeah. To, yeah yeah Phil and was been um, a few times. And, yeah. and like their families were friends Terrible. things like that they knew each yeah. other but it eventually got to a point where it pretty much drove a wedge between them it did. um you know it did. and and these things happen to a point where um man like Im, Im, imagine uh, yeah i don't know i've got a wife who's pretty open-minded right. about a lot of things. i mean she's married to me
3: um right right but you're also living a good time open-minded. too
1: you're I in do. a good time, right? Like, yeah. I think things yeah. are, are are a bit more well received right now. Pasca Gula was like that was a time where you didn't talk about stuff like that. Yeah, so you're fortunate because not only do you have a great wife who understands you, but you're living in a time where it's an acceptable thing. So she doesn't right. have to think about putting you away. <laughs>
2: In a, getting... <laughs> in a time and in a culture we we also yeah. forget you know that that in some cultures these things are anathema to talk about that that's true yeah you know um yes. and even even cultures within america the the subcultures within america the, mm-hmm. the african-american culture things like that like mm-hmm. um it's it's hard enough to come forward and talk about anything much less Uh, have have fear of talking to your family because they may ostracize you Mm -hmm. um, something like that so yeah (laughs) being able to leverage these frequencies being able to use them to passively help people get over such feelings Mm
3: -hmm.
2: um, and slowly conquer them and and you know um, so frequently it's the fact of there's a truth with a capital T, but so much of our truth is through the lens and filter of our experience at the moment mm-hmm. of interaction mm-hmm. or action with the other side, with, mm-hmm. with the paranormal. Right. Um, right. And, uh, you know, one of, one of my big examples with that would be Sev Talk, where um, she had had a, a string of bad relationships that were not good, not healthy. Um And when her abduction happened and, uh, you know, branding, she was marked by the aliens that took her, things like mm-hmm. that. But um she has come to a point of beautiful peace and understanding with her experience now um after having processed that and realized that her initial shock and fear and everything else was being processed through the lens and filter of those other horrible things that were happening to her in life. Right, you know, right. Um, right, and it it can be hard to process those things and, and till them out of your garden to begin with, right? Um, yeah, much yes. less much less if you have a a snowfall of a paranormal event happen mm-hmm. in your life that can come right. along and and literally shock you into another state of
0: reality, right?
2: Um, I've
0: never heard of anyone being branded. Oh yeah, AET. That's a first for me. Oh Being yeah. Branded? No, they left yeah. a little
2: mark of of an an X of dots on her rear end. It was wild.
1: I we had we had a a guest yeah. um, who came on a couple of years back and he had a few of those as well mm. on his knees. Yeah. So except, I, I guess we have to I ask ourselves, is the, it ET or an
2: experiencer team? So
1: right. Yeah. So is it them or is it, uh. is it us? Yeah, That's I don't a, know about oh, that.
2: That is that is a I I am a I am a big proponent of the shift to UAP. Yes. Um, because a a it takes it out of a, too many things. Uh, live inside of the Kleenex box. I get that of of catch all. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, paranormal, to right. begin with. Right. Um, e- even the idea of. um I belong to a lot of groups on social media and there's, there's one here in San Antonio where there's a person that probably about twice a week is posting pictures of, you know, the lights off in the distance. Um, It's like, you know, at that point it seems sort of normal. Right. Which, which you kind of have to question. Right. Like just Occam's razor Um, I'm sure you wouldn't just be posting them on social media. Like we'd be, we'd be getting a link to the tickets to come see the live. I know. Sure. (laughs) Yes. You know, Um, I want in. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Like if it's that dependable and that on schedule, (laughs) you, you have to wonder, is it still now paranormal because you've lost the para part. It's now just normal. Um, And, and even to that end, uh, when I went to the MUFON conference this last year, I had a chance to speak with Thiago Tietchi. He is he is the sole MUFON investigator for the country of Brazil. One one of the countries in the world with the most UFO sightings out there.
1: And You got and one it, guy. One, Only one investigator. That's right. Brazil's um, crazy.
2: And but... it, it blew my mind. But I was yes. like, you know. i've 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 got to
1: ask what about
2: what about the tribes what about the people outside of the city right uh do they make reports and he was like well there's two reasons no number one it's like a day and a half long trip one way via boat to come to me he was like however on occasion every few years you know every year or so i i go out and i go to them um and they basically don't Come and tell me anything, because to them it is nothing out of the normal. It's never been anything out of the normal for them to see these lights in the sky. So for, well, them, to, for them to for them to come history. report something abnormal, yeah, that's not abnormal. It's part yeah. of our oral history. We've talked that's about right. it for centuries. Of, it's strange for you. going
1: back hundreds of years. Yeah, yeah. Passed so, down. We're the ones that are like, holy crap! But where they're like, whatever. I I know.
2: And and it really, it really goes to the point of, you know, how many times have we reinvented ourselves? How many times have we lost this collective knowledge? You know, even even when you look at frequencies and the ways that ancient civilizations used them, it's been pretty well (laughs) shown acoustically now that Mm -hmm. Uh, the positioning of things in Stonehenge—if you are standing at the right spot—it's like a big acoustic generator. Yes, it's there as a natural megaphone to amplify your voice. I—I mm-hmm. I have been to the theater at Epidaurus. Um, mm-hmm. I saw my teacher light a match down on the stage while I was up top, and it sounded like he was three feet away from me. Yeah, um,
3: that's, that's, that that's is an
2: outdoor theater. Yes, with. Absolutely zero walls, partitions, no baffles to mm-hmm. direct sound, nothing right. like that. Utter right. construction of the venue
1: mm-hmm. well, created stone the proper. Also holds on to to sound it has a memory like it can hold on to oh absolutely frequencies as well, which to me is fascinating. I want to get to one question before we sure. go a little bit harder mm-hmm. or a little bit farther. Uh, which I thought was a great question, Amelia.
0: Yeah, thank you, Michelle. Hey, Alex, how are you? He's a friend of ours, Alex Rondini. Um, Thank you for contributing Mm -hmm. and asking a question here, joining us tonight. Can auditory signals also affect the visual?
2: One hundred and ten percent. Yes. Your eyes are liquid. They are a big sack of liquid. So the Mm -hmm. same way that, um, you see cymatics working in a pool of water, things like that. Yes, certain frequencies will will start releasing chromatophores in your eyes, things like that. Like you can mm. you can start seeing spots in front of your eyes.
1: Oh yes, yeah, all
2: kinds of things. Right. Um, so yes. Hey. Um and, and even to the point of uh coloration and and where <laughs> color even comes from, you yep. know, uh I am trying to find, there it is. Um, Here's an image that I show pretty regularly Uh, right here. You can see the actual color of sound and the fact that yes, each note in the musical scale, absolutely because it is a frequency Mm -hmm. has a matching (laughs) frequency of color. This is, this is where the whole idea of chakras and chakra balancing and, you know, different colors for each chakra, all that kind of stuff come from. And, and even the idea of light therapy, you know, be mm-hmm. being able to expose yourself to more blue light, um, mm-hmm. things like that. Like there's there's a reason why we have blue light filters for devices because blue light is more damaging for our eyes.
0: Hmm. That's why it's on your glasses. When you're yeah. working, this is, you can yes, get this just is, blue light block glasses if yep. you're on the computer a lot. I think what people um, don't realize, and I just learned this recently a few months ago, and I remember telling Michelle that your eyes actually don't have color. They're just strands, and it's the way the sun hits and how thin the strands yep. or thick the strands are. Yeah. That's why eyes like you know mine, Michelle's, where you have changes in them. Mm-hmm is because of everything the environment around you absolutely
2: yeah absolutely and, and strange uh, right
0: where we say yeah. blue eye, green-eyed brown-eyed amber hazel like me my eyes are a different color every day but yeah. it's it's all in the <clears throat> in the the fibers
2: yep yep and and we see a very small narrow slice you can see yes. right there that visible light range is pretty well where we hear also. It's it's mm. just inside of the range of hearing. So wow, pretty, pretty well inside the same thing. So yeah, yeah, there is a whole realm of things out there that we do not see at all. Um, here's a prime example. Not too long ago, I had a chance to go to Salem, Massachusetts. Right. Here's <sighs> Proctor's Ledge. Yep. This is this is where the witches were actually hung. Now, yep. the next image I'm going to show you is from the exact same model camera, but with the filters stripped off of it. So mm. this is a full spectrum mod. This now sees everything that the sensor range is allowed to see in infrared and ultraviolet. This is much right. closer to the way like parrots, things like that, see the exact same world that we live in. Um, if you're a tetrachromic, you're you're somebody who not only sees red, green, and blue, but you've got yellow in there as well. So mm-hmm. you get to you get to have an additional million colors that you get yeah. to see. Is is um, that
0: why women can identify different shades of blue over men?
2: Yeah. Yeah. One of there's one always of many that reasons. joke. And, and to respond to Alex, yes, absolutely. They they are using things like ultrasound right now to help blind people to see. Um, because, because that, I mean, that technology is used by bats used by dolphins, all kinds of things. Um, even, even two years ago, uh, it was right after the pandemic, uh, whenever I went back to CES, I'm getting ready to go there and do a bunch of coverage again. Um, but there was somebody who came in and had, um, it, it was basically microwave radar dishes that, that were three millimeters by three millimeters you could put about 25 30 of them on a postage stamp and each one of them had the range of about 300 feet hmm. so to think of something that is three millimeters uh slightly smaller than your average led on a flashlight right. um that has a range of 300 meters to and fro uh as far as radar ranging that hmm. that's incredible and yeah you could small enough to put on the side of a pair of glasses and have a blind person know that an obstruction just jumped in front of them, 30 feet, you know, uh, like amazing things out there. Right. There's there's Um,
0: lenses, corrective lenses for people who are colorblind. Yep. I've seen those amazing first time experiences where they put them on and you can feel the joy in them. Like you could just feel it. It just resonates.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's, just proof of the fact that 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 adds a different realm of truth that uh that mm-hmm. adds a different realm of reality that person has experienced and processed reality in a totally different way yeah um my wife gets upset sometimes because i uh, i, I tend to phone scroll while watching shows um,
1: yeah i'm fully guilty listening. over here too
2: i'm i'm fully listening and fully <laughs> right. absorbing information and she's right. like how can you be how can you keep up with this i'm like how did people keep up with radio dramas while they were doing dishes like yeah they didn't see the person's face but they knew what the shadow sounded like
0: right. they well, knew what alex sounded now. like and they yeah. were the
2: same actor doing different voices You know, um, so yeah, like you have to think about like how does a blind person process the world? They watch soap operas as well,
1: Mm -hmm. right?
2: You know, Um, they just don't see the see the actual image of the voice. It doesn't mean that it's not a character Mm -hmm. playing a part and that it isn't differentiable between the other characters on screen, you know. So yeah, we we get really hung up on how we process information when our brain's going to take care of 90% of that anyway right uh, to the to the point of um allowing subliminals to slip in uh showing mm-hmm. the fact that our our brain will fully fill in the blanks for us it mm-hmm. will it will put what we expect to be in there in there it's it's Which pretty is, pretty it's, wild it's,
1: it's wild it's dangerous because it is... In some cases, like if you need to have a recollection of something very serious, for example, eyewitness accounts.
2: Well, you know? uh, well, and uh, you know this. Uh, um, I'm I'm going to be fifty here in about a year. Uh, I grew up in the age of the idiot, idiot box, right? You know, um, it being called the idiot box, the boob right. tube, things like that. Sure, and yeah. There is something to that. Now, our our eyes tend to see between. 24 30 frames per second that's why animation old film things like that are very natural uh because that's that's the range of motion is 30 frames per second now once you get past that um you start getting to a point of uh, even at 30 frames per second eventually you will get to a point of zombification you'll get to a point that your brain is processing things at the same speed that information is coming in, which means it has shut off a part of its conscious self and just started taking in. Right. Um, Right. Now think about that in terms of HD and moving from a 30 frame per second television, which was an actual tube TV, to Mm -hmm. our LCD TVs that are moving at 50 hertz, 60 hertz, hertz Mm -hmm. being once again that pulse per second rate. Right. Um, this is, this is why fluorescent lighting makes you tired, gives you headaches, things like that. It's, it's because it's pulsing twice as fast as your eyes can see, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and on occasion you'll see a ballast go out and you'll actually see that pulse happening the same way that you heard the eight Hertz a minute ago. Um, right. and, and yeah, you know, Wayne, you do have to wonder about whose vision you're actually taking in.
1: because. Well, television
2: tell a vision well and it's the fact of yeah 60 hertz you're gonna you're gonna hit that zombified state twice as right. fast that's you why i HD, use it
0: but you got hd you're,
2: you're talking 120 now that's four times faster that yeah. means if there wasn't a law which there is a law that prevents subliminal messages from being put into television being put <laughs> into film because at one point they did it
0: well, we it, don't the, know it, if yeah, the government still doing do it. They do it. Well, the government I, didn't do it, but advertisers no, did it. Yes. Yeah, and,
2: yeah. and to the to grand success with things like a flash frame of Drink Coke. Doing <laughs> That's Let's right. go uh, out to the lobby. Things you know, like that. They I showed just, marked sales. Um, even to the point of with parabolic speakers, one of the big studies that was done, I think it was in Finland, um, was sales of bananas. And they actively showed like skyrocketing sales of bananas at places where they used these little speakers to, as you passed by bananas, Hey, you tried a banana today, (laughs) and then it was gone, you know? Um, So yeah, it's, it's pretty remarkable how our brain wants to once again, fill in those blanks. And if you're giving it that blank slate of one frame every 30 seconds or one one out of every 30 frames per second um once you get into hd film yeah now that's four frames a second that Mm -hmm. you could throw in you know it's it's just metric bar math from there as far as hot dogs to buns how many messages you could throw in um that your
1: brain will never even see well and that's everyday life you start getting into the whole spectrum of paranormal and and you know being uh UFO et experiencer. I've spent two decades in the field of the paranormal research mm. doing television and working on different levels yeah. of, of of research, um, and delving into you know paranormal is one small part, but very much connected to you know being an experiencer a contactee. Then you get to throw in all this other stuff, but I'll tell you with the similarities of some of the things. Like when, for example, when you're doing voice recordings and some of the things you're Mm. picking up on a big one for me was radio signals because spirits tend to ride the waves. If you're Mm. doing like the old analog voice recordings, that was always fascinating to me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that is that is (coughs) as far as tech, that that has been one of my one of my one of my big kerfuffles over the last few years, Michelle. Um, Yeah. I'm an analog guy sitting right here next to me is my actual reel-to-reel machine. Um, I, love
1: I, I love that. I love using it. Yeah. Um and yeah.
2: that's where a lot of those experiments started when you're talking about the black orchid recordings, things like that. Um, from back in the day, a lot of the original EVP recordings, the, the yeah. whole, whole method of operation was the fact that the ghost was able to manipulate the weak magnetic field of the record head. <laughs> To disturb the magnetic tape. Now, my question, I guess, comes to bear with modern investigation. I guess they can influence the one and zero of the digital recording. I, I don't know. I see. I, I don't know. Like I can understand wow. the magnetic field being able to be manipulated, but the but the one and zero, because that's that's what's happening with the digital recorder. It's recording a one and zero representation of the sound that's happening. It's said, not an I, actual movement
1: of physics. No, no. So, and I've and I've I've always preferred the 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 tapes. I just can't yeah. fudge them. I'll tell you, one of the most compelling recordings I ever got was on one of the old um answering machines mm. that had a tape on it. And it came yep. home and I could hear a message and it was streaming in the background and it beeped. It went through both three, four beeps and you wow. can hear music very faintly in the background. All of a sudden she channeled in, left this message and then phased right out. And the music phased out. Oh. That was on an answering machine for God's sakes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, and yeah, and that's just it. You know, they, they had uh pretty sensitive stuff inside of them. Uh, a lot of those uh, that, that yeah. was kind of, uh, yeah, it was part of the problem. but also one of the great things like when it when it came to investigation it was great that you could pick up all these stray things and stray sounds stuff like that as an engineer it was one of those my god how do i get rid of all these artifacts
1: (laughs) Um, yeah
2: how do how do i get rid of the undesirables whereas when you're investigating it's give me as much data as possible to examine you know um and and i guess that, that Now, granted, I am I am hugely happy with the point of conversation we are at in the world today, because, yeah, like you said, you've been you've been working in this field for Quite a while, and well, twenty years. I'm I'm a rookie
1: compared to some people been in that's it true. like John like, you know, fifty years, forty and years. Like that's how like,
2: I feel whenever I step into places like the MUFON conference, where people are, oh look at this young buck. I'm like I'm 49.
1: I'm the young buck. <laughs> I know. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, I'm older than you United
2: are. Columbus <laughs> meeting. <laughs> look at this young guy. It's
1: like yo. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I think you're looking at the wrong demographic, my friend.
1: Um, (laughs) (laughs) i know but but isn't it great (laughs) but we are at a different
2: point of conversation and and we are at a different point of technology we are at a point of grand interest amongst a lot of people we can we can thank a lot of that to media and shows and you know Mm. places like travel channel history channel things like that um at the same time, it obfuscates so many things.
1: Well, you know? I, think, I, uh, I think from a paranormal standpoint, there's a relation to music and frequencies. Oh, um, I, I I experimented with a sort of a, a ghost box um, mm. that I had designed, which was interesting because I was in the middle of nowhere. Maybe if you're lucky, one radio station and the spirit of the home apparently loved music. So I would do things like, Okay, um, I want to hear a little bit of the king. Bear in mind, middle of nowhere, you're lucky if there's one radio station, Elvis Presley comes through. I'd say, How about some old blue eyes, Frank yeah. Sinatra? Okay, give me the fab four. Now you're getting all these I tested all these genres of music. Wow. And this is this is, you know, this is how this spirit relayed. But it was fascinating to me how they were able to draw that in and manipulate that.
2: I I have even even come to hypothesize lately, Michelle, the fact of when it comes to frequencies, things like that, especially with manifestation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how many phenomena are being manifested by the investigator? Sure. Um, how many people, as they sure. are prepping equipment, are trying to blank slate themselves? Sure. Um, as opposed Absolutely. to getting excited. That I'm going to this place that's haunted. I'm going to this place that has these experiences. Are are you quite literally manifesting that the same way that the scientists were manifesting yes. things in the lab? Yes. That I, I agree. wrote about.
0: You know, where it's like when they're
2: going home and they did, I put two millimeters too much of this. Is that solution going to go bad? Like, they were actively affecting their experiments in the lab.
1: Yes. And that's where I think you get a lot of issues when you're trying to, you know, do do seances and things like that. I, you know, I've done loads and loads of investigations through the years to the point where I just retired from it because for me, it was just I was working with people who didn't want. To communicate what was in their house. So it's like I'm not mm. going to go in there and, and communicate with something you don't want there. I'm not going to go encourage anything. But the yeah. thing is is you know you always have to be careful of the mindset because the brain is so powerful. And yep. we don't often comprehend just how much you can project energy. Like me and I are always talking about a psychokinesis. Yep. <laughs> this is a big one. You're throwing yeah. energy and manipulating all of the energy around you. That was
2: that was the scientific end result to uh, to the the experiments done on poltergeist activity was Correct. the fact that it was more than likely a a young kid somewhere nearby that was just angsty. And, ah, it and could have been so a woman
3: on menopause to
2: too. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. No,
0: makes, I've, I know I've what I said about del- that
2: poor woman that was just in the news about with two wombs. I was like, oh my god, that that what? poor lady. <laughs> She actively has two wombs. Like that's, there's a, projection. that's a, that's a, that's a totally different world of psychic ability.
0: That's a, there's a, that's, there's quite a few women like that, that didn't know until they had children. Yeah. I, I totally and constantly break appliances mm. and never the cheap ones. <laughs> you know, it. it's just insane, yeah. but I know it's energy. I know it. it's mm-hmm. me. They'd I'm short away. fused, so I under yeah. I know it
2: well, and and there are quite literally people who, um, much like the brother and better call Saul, are allergic to energy and and allergic to electric devices, things I'm, like that. I'm just where allergic it, to people. Where it can, I can,
0: oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. See, yeah.
2: I love I love people. It's the groups of people that scare me. Yes. It's the, the individuals it's are bright, beautiful <laughs> stars in the sky. Right. It's,
0: mm-hmm. it's
2: right. Once you gather all the mass gravity of them together, that it's become disturbing.
0: And, right. Oh, can I just say something? How many sure. times have you heard, lower the radio so I can see I'm backing up?
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and, you know, things like that make sense to me because um, like, like we were saying a minute ago, uh, with the person who chimed in asking if, you know, frequency affects sight. Yeah. Yes. Alex. Yes. yes. Um, even, even to the point of mental distraction, you know, there are, <laughs> there are some people who like me live with the soundtrack in their head. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tell people typically the reason I buy the synthesizers that are behind me. If if I go and I hear like five things I've heard in my head and not been able to make, I'm buying it like done. It's Man. done. Um, I heard that in my head and I've been trying to make it. That thing just made it like. That's I'm crazy. Finished. Um, but it's because it's something that I heard in my head. Uh, same thing with things in my sleep stuff like that if i hear, okay. I, hear if I hear music music in my sleep i well, I, I wire cabinets yeah i wire cabinets as as my counting sheep now right when right. i see something that i built in my sleep i typically try to build it um
0: right right paul mccartney was known to dream lyrics to his music and then write them yeah. when he woke up Absolutely. And, yeah. you, you
2: know, it, it's just proof of the fact that we we are connected in a totally different way. And and to the point that our, our brain actively takes vacation most of the day, right. it is it is autonomically going through things. If you are somebody who like I used to be where you were driving an hour through Houston traffic to get to work, mm-hmm. uh, you checked out through most of that. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, you saw a red light in front of you yeah. because of a brake light, right. but 80% right. of that you were zoned out. You were in a state of automatic hypnosis mm-hmm. driving mm-hmm.
1: that. That's Funny, dr- it's, like, it's like drones. So it makes yeah. you sort of wonder what kind of frequencies are being pumped into the atmosphere to put you in that mode. Yeah. But, so I I hear music regularly, all kinds mm-hmm. of music while I sleep, I while I'm awake. So I'll be laying there before I fall asleep, and I hear all kinds of music. So how how does that come into play? It's just it's just is this all these frequencies that just are always going on from towers or radio stations or dimensional? Like what is it exactly? Yeah, baby monitors pick that up too.
2: There there's some of that. Um, you know, uh, you have to remember that folks like yourself, Amelia, folks like you, Michelle, uh, specifically after doing 20 years of work, the way you did in the field that you did, um, you're an open channel in a different way. Uh, you're a receiver in a different way. And, and the, the ways that you tune in sidebands are totally different. You know, um, same thing as if you take a, take a radio with really fine tuning on it and one that, you know, is digital and kind of skips mm-hmm. around in between things. You don't get those in between stations. You don't get the things oh, that no, if you if you wiggle the knob just right. Yeah. You know. I, um, I hear
1: entire choirs. I hear oh, yeah. all kinds of different chanting. I hear Viking chanting. I hear, and I'm fully awake. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure, worried. sure. I'd love but to it, hear that one again. Cool.
2: <laughs> It's yeah. also because uh you you are open to the capital truth in a different way though. Right. You know? And and in a way that um you are willing to have a, have something come from somewhere else. Sure. You know, sure. um that that if if you suddenly channeled an idea you may not be surprised by that.
1: No, it happens a lot.
2: <laughs> you know? Um,
1: whereas good most good idea happens. Well, and it's, it's kind of one of those things.
2: It's very counterintuitive. Like I've, I've yeah. just started my remote viewing journey with limb Buchanan recently. Right. Amazing stuff. Um, right. I have been fascinated with remote viewing for years right. and you know, uh, you think about things like meditation, ecstatic prayer, stuff like that, where mm-hmm. you are trying to silence the quote monkey mind,
1: right. you
2: know, that, that thing of Ooh, irons 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 are hot did i leave the iron on you know right. and now you're worried about home and everything else uh whereas remote viewing all you do is write that down on the side like ooh, i thought about an iron um and then you just continue to receive you don't you don't you don't let it get in your way that you thought about an iron You know, you're going to accept the fact that your brain randomly thought about an iron and it may be some precognitive stuff that brought up an iron. So we're going to put that on the side note. So we're going to keep iron inside of our head and we're going to keep receiving. Um, So as opposed to most things where you're trying to silence the monkey mind, that's one where you counterintuitively want to kind of just let the monkey mind go and roam and see where it takes you. Right. You know, um, mm-hmm. very much the same way as lucid dreaming, things like that. And it can be scary when you first start those things. It can be it can be freaky, man. No, like I, I remember when dreaming
1: I was a lot. Yeah.
2: When I first started my lucid dreaming work years ago, um the 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 point that I came to was the point that eventually led to, you know, some some sleep paralysis, mm-hmm. things like that, where mm-hmm. uh it it's that feeling of falling. Um, Mm -hmm. That typically scares you awake. Uh, That if you can get past it, now you're talking about astral projection and kind of being slung shot out somewhere else, you know, um, and being in a totally different place. And, yeah, our brain goes through so much of our day autonomically that that's what dreams are. Mm -hmm. It's it's the things that we didn't get to process that kind of started taking root. Mm-hmm. You know, like as we walked along, it's a seed that we kicked some soil over during the day. And right. now our brain has some time to unpack that and think about it, because earlier it was really worried about being upright and avoiding the car in the street
1: right? You know, right.
2: Um, and breathing at the same time. So it didn't really worry about that passing thought, it's, but it definitely was it.
1: physical and with no. the, the the metaphysical, you know, with the who we are as as energy for me the hardest part about the physical is the high pitch screeching like frequencies almost bring me amelia and i again we've talked about this it happens to both of us the frequency is so high that it's painful yet sometimes i can hear the slight almost like a tinging like of a bing bing bells just Mm -hmm. off in the distance it's so gentle but the high yeah. pitch, right in the middle oh, it of it, feels game.
0: like a ice pick through
1: your eardrum. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, no, and and uh, you know, um, a lot of that is once again, I think, being being willing to be in tune to things that are outside, mm. you know, um, and and being watchful for those things. Like we we we've trained our reflexes in a different way, right. you know. Um, and and not only reactively but proactively mm-hmm. in a different way, right? You know, um, and and we we tend to kind of look at the world uh, the the same way that like you know a a brown belt would look at the world going around. Right. Um, I, I'm not gonna use anything, but wow, what, right. what's the opportunity for me to use that, or what is the opportunity for that I have to look out for? What do I have to be on guard for everything else? And, right.
0: Uh,
2: right. It can be, it can be hard to filter that out. I
0: like, use the television to numb Yeah. everything. That's funny. Cause you know, we were talking about TV and everything. I have it on yep. background noise and I yep. can pick up whatever is in my, whatever I'm doing and what's on the television. It doesn't, I need it. Yeah. I need that noise in the background to have yep. peace. white
1: noise yeah, to have, have peace. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. 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 No. And you
2: I mean, I've, I have akin to things, especially for years with my industry, because uh, I don't, I don't enjoy large crowds. I don't like no. being in large crowds. Uh, it's way noise. too muddled energy for me. Yeah. But right. when I'm working, uh, yeah, sure. when i was in the basement clubs mixing sound things like that my my focus was on the stage it was it was like a horse with blinders on you
0: mm-hmm. know
2: um that horse will gladly get the job done as long as it's focused on the task ahead of it all right. the distractions and everything else like hey it, yeah there's noise but i can't see it so i'm all good so we're you know? okay um, right right and you take that same horse down the same cobblestone street without the blinders it may mm-hmm. not be a, may not be a fun ride. It no, be a little no. Rough, you know. <laughs> right. Um, So, yeah, when I'm working in a crowd of 10,000 people, uh, I'm good. Like, I'm, right. I'm golden. I got a handful of tech and I'm going to set it up. Um right. You take yeah. me to that same crowd of 10,000 people just to hang out. I'm probably It's a different thing,
1: this, months, right? I'm, I'm, too. I'm, I'm too. the I'm element people
0: on stage, but I don't want to stand with them.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to do a quick station of sponsor ID. When we come back, I'd like to talk about all of um just frequency shifts, energy shifts sure. that so many people experience and how we can you know, how frequencies, how we can work that to maybe level ourselves off a bit or incorporate ourselves into yeah. the whole experience. Absolutely. I'd like to
0: know how that fits in with the seasons as well for Ooh. those of us who experience four seasons. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> you are listening to The Outer Realm with Michelle Roche and Amelia Pisano coming to you live from the beautiful city of New Orleans on 105.3 and 107.7 FM, as well as the Roku channel. Our guest tonight is Christopher Jordan, and we are talking about frequencies, brainwaves, and consciousness. If you're just tuning in, no worries. You can stream our archives on any platform you normally use. Search United Public Radio, and then search The Outer Realm. Remember to click like and subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and don't forget to share us with your friends and family. I need to move this around. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) to the, um, I am so lost. Please forgive me. Seriously. i hit that little scroll thing and I lost my whole announcement, but I think everybody who listens in every week is probably speaking this with me. Wonderful people at Folgers. We want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Tonight is our 400th episode. Thank you for your continued support in sponsoring our show, 400 episodes because of you and our wonderful audience. Thank you so much. Our fabulous banner and promo media, huge thank you to Steve McGinnis. He's a horror illustrator. He's a fantastic artist, not only in horror, but he can create commissioned pieces as well. And you can find him on social media, Facebook and Instagram. Our intro and our outro is a huge thanks to Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, Justin Snicker, award-winning composer, vocalist, and musician. You can find his music on Amazon and Bank Camp, forgive me, I need coffee. Stream on any platform. You can find Dr. Snick on Facebook and Instagram. He's dropping clips all the time on Instagram. Michelle and I have told you numerous times about his little videos that go with the clips of music, and they're creepy, but they're cool. And don't forget to use him. When you're searching and creating a story story on social media, Amelia can't speak today. So if you're watching us on Facebook Live or YouTube right now, don't forget to give us a like, click that subscribe button, and share us with your friends and family. I am like the 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 today. Seriously. <laughs> I think it's the holidays, you know, where you're just constant like and Berkeley then you get retrograde. here and it's like <laughs> There's a whole other frequency. Or there you go. Retrograde's yeah. never been friendly for me. It's no. never been a good thing. But forgive me for that. <laughs> thank you to everyone. Oh, there
1: we go. Well, Folgers does watch the show. So this is, this is a, a really wow. nice thing. Tell Folgers, this is why I buy their products. Because they support shows like this. Well, thank, thank you, very much.
0: Foxy Joe. And I'm sure Folgers thanks you as well. And they do watch.
1: So... Here we Folgers
0: go. Ask Jojo about France. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask uh, Jojo about France. All um, right. So we're back to
1: shifts and frequencies and seasons.
2: Seasons, seasons are something interesting for me. I guess there's something interesting for you, too, as well, if you're there in New Orleans. Um, I, I'm, I'm here in Austin. I lived in Maine for many years, so I got used to seasons. Um, I'd, I'd always heard about this thing called sad Mm -hmm. seasonal affective disorder. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the fact that you actively go through sometimes months of depression because of lack of light. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Like that actively happened to me when I got to Maine for my first two years, it was like, wow, this is strange. It's a thing. Um, Well, less sunlight. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, it's, it's one of those our our bodies are made to function with it. You know, uh, mm. it is it is quite literally our biological clock. Uh, the soft spot in our head uh, is is direct window to our pineal gland, basically. Mm, so You're not wrong yeah. there. Yeah. Right? Um, pretty so
1: sound pretty activation. The pineal
2: Well, gland. and and even light activation, you yeah. know, and uh, you were you were joking a minute ago about Mercury and retrograde, one of the one of the <laughs> first albums I ever did. Uh, that fully incorporated frequencies in this way. Um, I'm getting ready right now to go through and remaster it, um, but it's called Ecliptic, and it actively incorporated sounds of the planets, their moons, uh, and their resonant frequencies. Wow! Uh, to, for people who did astrologic meditation, things like you know, meditating on Mercury while it's while it's closer to the Earth. That's fantastic, actually. So um that was that was one of my first real forays into the world of using binaural beats for good. When I first started using binaural beats, it was much more of my avant-garde music. Um I I was once again a big fan of subliminal messaging, subliminal work in movies. Uh, music things like that so i i used frequencies that made you uncomfortable made you feel like maybe somebody was in the room with you or Ooh. watching you um things like that in my avant-garde conceptual pieces you know about like right. fallen angels um that kind of stuff so Some crazy yeah, stuff it was yeah yeah it was always right. much more um on the psychological end than on the let me help you it it was more to see, uh, more to poke and elicit a response, right? You know where people would go like, I don't know what it was, but that was that was that like just made me feel really creeped out and that was
1: disturbing. Yeah, yeah. And it'd be like,
2: ooh, mission <laughs> right. accomplished.
1: Um, awesome. You're welcome. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, right.
2: And and it wasn't wasn't until years later that I actively and I guess a lot of that was much more um when i was doing the avant-garde stuff it was much more experiments uh with sounds and sonics uh, than it was melody harmony um traditional arrangement and composition so um it it was much easier to reach out and do something like that and get a little bit crazy uh when i'm doing when you're trying to do music for meditation and to specifically calm and soothe somebody there's there's things you try to avoid doing you know right. dissonant sounds th- things right. like that right uh, that, that i'm oddly actively <laughs> attracted to well, um
0: i, I, I think a lot of people especially if you listen to edgar Allan poe's album sometimes Mm. people they get creeped out by all of those sounds instead for me i found them soothing and i'm sure michelle does too i don't know if it's
1: yeah
0: right i don't know and gregorian chants some people are Mm -hmm. creeped out by them michelle and i can have them playing on loop 24 hours yeah
2: yeah you know yeah and those those are things that once again uh when when you start looking specifically at the construction of the buildings that they were Uh, recorded in things like that they were they were made specifically Mm -hmm. for for sonic arrangement and and to carry the human voice just remarkable use of mathematics physics uh things like that 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 came directly from esoteric knowledge yes
0: okay Um, that's that segues right into what i was going to ask you do you feel dna has a play on that like our you know like past not past lives in that sense and the paranormal, but our mm. lineage, our you know our ancestors, that DNA imprint resonates with certain sounds because of it. Does that make any sense?
2: Yes, yes. In in the same way, in the same way that epigenetics is changed by diet, you know, mm-hmm. um, th- things like that, really? uh, where you know small small changes in diet, things like yes. that can be passed on um, yes. epigenetically yes i I would tend to think the the same way that if if your grandmother was tuning her brain and your mom was tuning her brain and things like that that I it would just stand a reason to me mm-hmm. um same same way as if uh, mathematicians get together and have babies it's it's interesting how, they they tend to have like mathematicians and scientists yeah, you know it's well, it's like it's carried on
0: it didn't work um, in my family fibonacci is actually a great 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 uncle and oh, wow. i'm no no master at math no math
2: like, no mathematician no.
0: my family built pisa i can't draw to save my life but, but
2: are you but are you drawn to symmetry
0: i am and i'm i'm artistic in different ways okay I'm very creative that I'm not going to say I'm not, but it has skipped generations where my nieces are incredibly gifted artistically, just incredible. And like my daughter, um, she was playing piano and playing conservatory, like classical music mm -hmm. by the time she was four. So yeah, it skipped. (laughs) It skipped right past me. Well, (laughs) you know,
2: a lot of that is also um, encouragement. Like, I don't, I don't know. i i I spent a little bit of life uh behind desks teaching things like mm-hmm. that and there there is definitely something to that montessori concept of when you when you see a four-year-old they're probably going to be the same at 40. you mm-hmm. know um the only difference is whether or not they know to pull somebody's hair because somebody was <laughs> like hey you know you shouldn't do that right. um it it's interesting the same things that i was into when i was a kid
1: mm-hmm. i
2: am i am ragingly into as an adult
1: same mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot yeah i, yeah. I
2: tinkered with yeah. circuits think of, when i was probably about seven eight years old just a year or so older than my son i remember and this was the time of he-man gi joe transformers yeah. i got all kinds of stuff for christmas my yeah. aunt from my aunt from alabama came And she brought me a box and I opened it. And inside that box was a cedar knife that my grandfather had carved for me. Just bored next to a campfire, carved this knife. Like, here you go, boy, get out there and have adventures with this wooden knife. You know, um,
0: don't stab your sister. (laughs) It was that. And
2: two, two, three broken items, like a broken radio, a broken hairdryer, things like that. And I, all of he-man got ignored (laughs) every bit of it they were like well damn man like i could have just brought him a box of junk and he'd have been happy um but that was my jam was seeing how things worked and why they worked and taking them apart and making inventions and now i design circuits and guitar pedals and things like that like Mm -hmm, still the exact same thing just on a different level right you know um, yeah. My, my life is lived in connecting wires and building machines on site and let's mm-hmm. assemble a bunch of AV gear and do a show. And three days later, tear it all down. Right. You know, um, yeah. like that, that's my jam. It's what I lived for. And it's right. what I was about when I was a kid. So right. if, if you follow that, um, yes, it is, it is very much the idea of almost reincarnation Almost, mm-hmm. almost the idea of uh, we we are reliving past lives. we are tapping into something that mm-hmm. drives us on a different more primordial level than mm-hmm. the it's, stick shift of the surrounding world.
0: It's not just I get that from my mom or I get that from my dad kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. um I wanted to well, uh, do you want me to read Alex's? oh uh, yeah, should... we'll we'll come to this, sure okay. We'll Thank you. Have any of you heard of Marconi Union?
2: Marconi Union and
0: isn't that in a band? Way? I have no idea. I know Marconi isn't that the radio guy, but I don't. Yeah. Oh, Marconi yeah. Union. No, Alex. Oh.
1: No the answer that we have. Let me see. No,
0: at least not by not by that. Give me, that give me one moment. Right. Um. Hmm. I have a question after. Sure. Oh, Go it's ahead. a band, I want to say, that produces music that's supposed to ease stress. Yeah. I was gonna yes. say, yes. is that a band? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she was right.
2: Now I have heard of Marconi Union. All right. <laughs> oh. sure um, I will definitely be checking them out. There are there are bands that have been doing it for quite a while. You know, um, it's it's pretty interesting once you once you start getting into it. There are people who have written whole albums based around solfeggio frequencies. One of my favorite albums out there is uh, the the Rosslyn Quartet or Mm -hmm. Rosslyn Motet, Rosslyn Motet, Um, and and that was a piece of music written uh, from musical notes and cymatic
1: patterns found in Rosslyn Chapel. I was going to say I've been to Rosslyn Chapel. Yeah, it's a pretty incredible place.
2: Yeah. And underneath quite a few of the angels and Mm -hmm. visages are them holding like a a piece of paper with a musical staff on it with notes. Mm -hmm. Um, and underneath others are rosette patterns that are actively, um, you know, cymatic frequencies that, that match up with very specific tones and notes and frequencies. So, um, there is somebody out there who is, written an entire piece of music called the Rossler motet that mm-hmm. is based a lot
1: of people spend time deciphering that so i'm not surprised say, that well you wouldn't have a little very genius get in there and tackle that end of things you know
2: well and it's it's like i've been telling my son it it really is uh probably more than anything the universal language
1: yes it is
2: beyond beyond everything um
1: Music, you, mathematics, those two things. You, you could take anybody who knows
2: music across the world, sit them down with five lines on a piece of paper, and they can share the same melody with the same expression same without language. speaking the same language.
0: Yeah, right. it's, music is international language. It's, well, it's music is math. Remarkable. I mean, quarter, eight, 16, it's all, it's all math. Mm -hmm. Well, and
2: it's all it's all frequency from there yeah you know is
0: is there a reason this so i wonder if this whole like the frequency in music would make sense as to why some of us really appreciate opera and some don't mm -hmm. okay
2: oh absolutely i mean those, those things move us and vibrate us in different ways yeah you know i mean no no different than uh one of my favorite experiments that was shown in this way was whenever uh mythbusters redid yeah. the experiments from secret lives of plants um, where they mm. where they actively put the put the plants inside of greenhouses with the same circumstances the only difference was the music that they were mm-hmm. exposed to um and they grew with the same fervency uh with classical music and heavy metal.
1: Right. I love both 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 sides. Well they, and and when you start
2: looking at the math of both of them they yes. both use mixolydian phrygian um yes. all all kinds of wild arabesque scales things like that that mm-hmm. the standard four four time music does not use right. um, so yeah it's right. it's much more mathematically intricate than your right. average hip hop or country music.
0: Uh, that's probably why there aren't too many people that love country like it's very small sorry guys i mean there. i like certain songs but i'm saying there's country music is a small
2: (laughs) well i mean
3: it's
0: smaller genre
2: there there's definitely niches to all of it you know and even even when it comes to what is pleasing to the eye uh artistically you know, it, there were there were many people who raved over Dolly's work and many people who were like, oh. well, well, that's something, I guess, well,
0: you know, um, music went on well, to remake right, after remake. Are. I mean, her greatest hit is and there's Dolly. <laughs> well, I'm Dali, talking about an incredible sco- a songwriter, not just well, a performer. Dali,
1: well,
2: Dolly also plays about 15 different instruments. Yeah. yeah so she's pretty gifted yeah. Um, she is a multi-instrumentalist
0: yeah um so. is so is my dad so was my dad but, so. but
2: yeah it's it's one of those um uh, even, even though our brains are dissimilar when it comes to taste, flavor, things like that, uh, they all have the same craving they they all want the same satiation when it comes to frequency, when it comes to having the same stimulus regularly, things right. like that. Um, right. And it's, it's interesting how now our, our, as opposed to any other point in humanity, um, our sieves are quite literally overflowing. Our, our brains are made to filter information and we have such ready access to information and are so overloaded with it um, that the sieve is clogged, mm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard for a lot of people to filter information. It's hard for a lot of people to filter out the negativity of the world that well, meditation, they live
1: in. I mean, you, know? you have written um, pieces for meditation that could help yeah. with that as well.
2: Oh, absolutely. You know, um, even, even, uh, you know, once again, quite a bit of, uh, my album meditation for, or music for meditation and cosmic journeys, uh, mm-hmm. is, is there to help people like myself who are ADD-brained um, right. to to slow it down, to, to try and live in third gear. Because mm-hmm. um, it's hard. It can be hard, especially if you're naturally an overstimulated person to begin with. You know? Right.
1: Um, so as we're slowly nearing the top of the hour, tell us mm-hmm. about your show. Tell us about Curious Realm. How did it come to be and what where is it going and what is it all about? Curious, you know, um, you know, when it when it first started, uh,
2: it w- it was the fact of, like I said earlier, for many years of my life, I I was behind a desk a few times a week teaching spirituality, <laughs> religion, music, things like that, um, and I missed that. I missed more than anything the conversation that happened afterward, um, when me and a couple other instructors would go out and have drinks and knock philosophy around and things like that. And if you, I, I started seeing, this was probably back in about 2014, 2015, um, that the world was going in a different place, that that uh, this philosophic exchange of ideas um, was no longer happening, that people were gathering in rabbles, that they they just were trying to convince somebody of a paradigm, or that their paradigm was right. Mm. And that we'd lost an empathetic point of view of just wanting to know what our neighbor believed and why they believed it and leaving it at that mm-hmm. and still giving a crap about our neighbor. Right.
3: <laughs> still,
2: right. still wanting to give them a cord of wood in the winter, despite whatever candidate's sign was on their lawn. Right. You know, yeah. um, and our, our country was founded in a beautiful, beautiful place. It was founded in a bar mm-hmm. um, right. by a bunch of people who did not agree politically, philosophically, mm-hmm. religiously, but they all agreed whatever that is. I, I don't want that. Right. Um, and And a great minority of our country took place in that. Mm-hmm. You know, less than 25 percent of the standing populace took part in the American Revolution. Most right. everybody else was like, hey, man, if, if you could stop that craziness, because that's crazy. Like, right. I know we all left over here because we were crazy,
0: right. um,
2: but that's just crazy. But you're crazier. Um, yeah. 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 Because um, <laughs> our
1: kind of crazy be crazy.
2: That begat my show, Dudes and Beer, which right. was quite literally this it was three people getting together once a week. Everybody bring a six pack and six topics. Maybe we'll get through it all. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll agree on all of it. Probably we won't. But next mm-hmm. week, we're still going to come and we're still going to talk and we're still going to be friends. Right. Despite any dis And sometimes it got it got heated. Right. Like it got heated sometimes. Yeah. Um, right. But we're all still friends to this day. Every one of us,
0: you it's know, sharing and, of
1: ideas and, and yeah. meeting of the minds and. You know, well, that sort of thing. When,
2: when I sign off every show, it's uh, the fact that open hearts and open minds make the conversation. And yeah. without a conversation, we ain't going nowhere as humanity. It's period. true. It's um, true. And, and that's kind of where we're at now. Now, granted, um, it got to a point that I was on the road with work as much as I was at the time, 35, 40 weeks a year um oh, doing God. things so it was like wow i'm mm. i'm paying for a studio space never at that studio space right <laughs> right so true. um at that point it became <laughs> frequently it was just me and a guest and not dialing into the studio space and dealing with a place with no internet to record a remote show and um it it became much more about the deep conversation about Hidden and anathema topics—things that things that people are uncomfortable talking about—because mm-hmm. we've gotta be okay talking about them. Yeah, we've we're in an age of be, censorship we, now. You gotta be we, careful about that. No, well, yeah. and you know, and, and I've definitely had—I've definitely had at least three shows in my time that um, have been banned in countries, yeah, have been banned off platforms, all kinds yeah. of things. Yeah, um, but. to me that's just badge of honor that just means i'm I'm actively striking a chord if i get banned Um, yes yes that that means i'm i'm hitting something but yeah i I mean people don't want to talk about things like organ trafficking michelle they don't they don't want to talk about things like uh,
0: i'm bizarre human,
2: human trafficking
0: Oh, I, do. you know,
2: and, and the fact that like, that's going on in your backyard. Oh, yes. Uh, I just it's, posted it's that. Yeah.
0: It's I just posted true. a clip from the sound of freedom. Thanks for that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and, uh, you know, uh, the, these are things that we don't, we don't want to talk about as a society, but if we don't talk about them, mm-hmm. where are we
1: going to be? It's not going away because you're not talking yeah, about it. That's yeah, it. It's that not way.
0: polite conversation because it instills fear in people, but well, the only but, way you can combat it and fight it yeah. is by talking about it.
2: I'm pretty sure most religious conversations instill some fear in somebody in the room.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sure most get political conversations on that one. do. <laughs> yeah, you know, get me started like, on that
2: one.
1: and, and
2: I, I just recently saw it. It makes me feel so boomer sometimes to say it like this, but I did just see a meme the <laughs> other day that was like, you know, the world is not responsible for your triggers. It's true. Um, And it's, it's a fact. I have numerous triggers in the world. I have numerous things that bring on my anxiety, Mm -hmm. but I cannot not go in the world because like the dude at the checkout counter doesn't know my trigger.
1: Right. You know, Um,
2: and that's, that's kind of where we've gotten to is a point of, and and people forget psychologically, our brains have three modes fight, flight and then that third one that people always forget freeze Mm -hmm. freeze um and that's where most people are at we we are at a huge point of not only want of confirmation Mm -hmm. of what we believe but also the the horrible point of uh, dislocation from the truth and Mm -hmm. and you know disassociation from uh from fact and and the fact of uh, you know even dissonant reality the idea that uh cognitive dissonance is a real thing out there where mm-hmm. people are like oh no no that totally goes against everything i know to be true so i do not accept the fact right um and it's like wow you marry cognitive dissonance with the want of confirmation Mm -hmm. Be it, be it a religious want of confirmation, a paranormal want of confirmation. Mm -hmm. What, what have you a political want of confirmation? These, these are dangerous things that can, that can be mixed together. And like I say on the show all the time, uh, we, we have to be careful because so much of this comes down to distillative thinking. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that you get from distillation is something volatile.
3: Yes. That's it.
2: You yeah. know, um, whether it's an exclusionary outlook of e- even even the idea that the media is now using terms like UFO denier. Ugh. It's like you gotta think about that. For, for 40, 50 years it's been crazy Uncle Chet, the UFO believer. Yes. And now there are terms like UFO denier I being know. thrown around.
1: But but yet they just yeah. voted in that they don't want to disclose.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: you know. And and at the same
2: time that they are that they are ringing flags and everything else and whistleblower yes. testimony about I oh know. well, you know, these things are flying in flight path. These things are flying over airports. These things I are know. in sovereign airspace. What was the article this last week? UFO photographed over over uh Air Force 1
1: over LAX. Sure. So and we voted not to disclose, just so y'all well, know. Yeah. I wonder oh, if other yeah. Yeah. are throwing those headlines over, over around. Over one of the
2: busiest airports <laughs> in the world, quite literally over yes. one of the most powerful planes and people in the world. So yes. tell me it's not an active threat now. I bet you they very, very, some very, kind of money.
0: Yeah, Denver's very, very... But I wonder if they're having that conversation on other planets about us. <laughs> Well, you, you
2: know the disturbing humans, thing the is uh, and this this kind of goes along with the meme that you see all the time of the aliens locking the door as they pass by Earth.
1: Going by um, Earth. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You <laughs> can't blame them really. We the, uh, you, you <laughs> we're the kids wonder, that can't play nice in the sandbox. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. How it goes, so. 100%.
2: And and know. you know you you do have to wonder um as an approaching race as an apo- as an approaching civilization you would start getting our communications long before you ever caught sight of us.
1: That's true. So That's
2: true. imagine all of that data was zero frame of reference. Yes. Everything. Imagine the madness of humanity, the good, the bad, the hilarious, the horrible. With zero frame of reference as to the history of how we got here. Now, granted, they would they would be catching that historically as they approach, just because of the way the speed of light works yes. in radio waves. Yeah. Um, so they would be literally traveling through the history of humanity and our mm-hmm. conversation.
1: Well, they um, would know a lot more than us. Let's put it. What that would way. they
2: think when they got here though, with sight unseen?
1: Those poor things don't know where they came from.
2: <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right? If only they knew about Crazy Uncle Chet.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they do. That's why they're not here.
1: <laughs> that's right. <That's> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. have not you
0: ever seen that? They meme made with Crazy the family? Uncle Chet.
2: What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> have you have you ever seen that meme, Christopher, with um the family? They take a hollow, like a fall photo, and their their babies are sitting in pumpkins. The wife's got pumpkin as a bra, yeah. and and it says this s-h-i-t is why the aliens don't come that's right. <laughs> that's and it's right. a photo of morgan freeman going like a-
2: a- absolutely right. absolutely right. you know that's my
0: favorite it, one it's, it's, oh. it's, it's,
2: i mean i tell people all the time oh I'm, I'm fully down with you know believing out there things i've, I've raised roman catholic Mm-hmm. um yeah, and we all you, could, you can't get you can't get more out there than some of the things the catholics believe
0: oh god um,
2: that's
1: a whole other show isn't it you know um
0: <laughs> we can we can do but that but at the same token like at the, all religions at, it has at an the ad-
2: same token to to think about that it's the idea of that is, that is but one of many pieces of filter paper through which the the light of reality comes to me Right. You know, um, and and we have to be willing to see that we have to be willing to see that, you know, whenever you take a picture, folks, is that is that the evidence air quotes if you're just listening? Um, (laughs) Yes. You know, is is that the quote evidence? Because Mm. um, evidence defends your life in court. Would you be willing to have that photograph you took at Uncle Tommy's grave defend your life in court? You know, and and you have to be willing to ask that when you're talking paranormal, because otherwise you're making it pretty normal. Right. Just to loop it right back to the beginning of the conversation and and the idea of catch all bins, uh, you know. Um, And that's a
1: perfect place to (laughs) at the top of the hour it just goes by too quick it really does, it does. so please uh, we could do this again
0: <laughs> absolutely <laughs> we'll anytime yeah. Yeah. i know
1: it's too much time. for
0: just a little bit of time. i know it like, is like so
1: so tell everybody where to find you promote yourself please you can uh,
2: shameless shameless self-promotion time you can tune in yes. every tuesday night we are live at 8 p.m central uh, typically, a live guest followed by a short commercial break, then a pre-recorded conversation. Uh, you can find my music and therapy music uh, at artofchristopherjordan.com. You can follow the show at curiousrealm.com. We're out there on just about every platform you can think of. So uh, just hop into Google or whatever your desired browser is, and Google Curious Realm, and I guarantee you, you will find us.
1: I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you. uh, Yeah, we would love to definitely love to do it again and just sort of pick up where we reach out anytime,
2: ladies. It's been more than a pleasure.
1: Fantastic. Learned a lot. Thank you. Happy
0: New Year. And you too. (laughs) It was a good Wait, Clissa, Black- what? Yeah. Chris
2: Hanakwan's done. I love we it. Covers them all.
0: I love it. I love it. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Chris Good, <laughs> Good night. <laughs> well, guys, we
1: are at the end of another fantastic segment of The Outer Realm. 400th episode coming to an end tomorrow night. Make sure you join us because we're going to have an open mic night. To basically commemorate, you know, the the year and, and some of the exciting things that we've gotten to do throughout 400 episodes and we all get to hang out with you guys, and of course right before New Year's to boot. Come on, this is going to
0: be fantastic. <laughs> to boot. That's just very all the- Canadian. <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure. <laughs> so big thank you to Christopher Jordan. That was just a fantastic. He's just such a joy to spend some time with. So huge thank you to him. Uh, mm-hmm. Big thank you to Folgers Coffee, Justin Snickers, Steve McGinnis, and of course our network, United Public radio. So guys, we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in. Good night.